inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to The Core here on American Family Radio. Glad to have you with us today on the show. I'm Walker Wildman. I'm your host for the show today on The Core. AFR.net is our website. AFR.net is our website. You can go there and listen live. You can also listen to past shows there on our website, AFR.net. We also have the American Family Radio app available for you to download. It's free. No gimmicks, no tricks. Go to your app store, type in American Family Radio, type in AFR, click the download button, and you'll have uh, the app right there at your fingertips. And an interesting interesting number, we had over 700,000 users stream the live audio in April. So in April, we had over 700,000 people listen on the app or listen on the AFR.net site. Live, that is. That's the live option to stream the audio live. So over 700,000 users um, on the AFR app and the AFR.net website combined when it comes to live streaming. So pretty encouraging numbers there. We have a lot of folks who live stream the audio, about twenty two to 25,000 a day that live stream the audio on our website and on our app. So uh, if you're not doing that, then be one of those hundreds of thousands to do so. Psalm chapter 22 is where we are this week. I'm just going to read a couple verses here at the beginning of Psalm chapter 22. David says, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? Oh, my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. And by night I find no rest. Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel, And our fathers trusted, they trusted, and you delivered them. To you they cried and were rescued, and you they trusted and were not put to shame. So what I want to point out this week, and I did so on Monday, is that David quickly goes from two verses of asking God, why have you forsaken me, to then shifting his attention and his focus to the holiness of God in verse 3, yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. So the tip we can take here as believers is to turn our attention to God's goodness, to God's holiness, and let that feed us, let that encourage us, and let that drive us. That's where we will find ultimate hope, ultimate restoration, and ultimate satisfaction. And David knew where to turn. Hence, took him two verses of sorrow to turn to God's hope, God's eternal life in verse 3. Well, moving into some of the stories for the day. By the way, we have our Marriage Family Life Conference coming up in July, July 7th through 9. Registration does close on May 15th. Registration does close on May 15th. So if you want to come to the conference, we encourage you to do so. It's a content-packed conference for you, for the entire family adults and children are welcome it's a it's a family conference marriage family life so we want you to come to that july 7 through the 9 
It's not the 9. <laughs> July 7 through 9. Or you can say July 7th through the 9th. Um, you can come to Tupelo, Mississippi and uh, join us uh, in the same town as our national headquarters. And we'll be down the, we'll be across town at a conference center, but you can visit marriagefamilylife.net to register. Marriagefamilylife.net is the URL. You can go there and register. $70 for adults and $35 for children. $70 for adults and $35 for children. So very affordable for a two and a half day event, two and a half day conference, jam packed. Great speakers, great content. We're going to build build you up, encourage you, help you uh, build a biblical worldview so that you can go back to wherever God has ordained, wherever God has appointed you, and be salt and light as we talk about on the network each day. Well, um, I talked on Monday about this baby formula shortage, which is getting worse and worse by the day. And, you know, how on earth we got here, I'm still trying to put that together. But this is astonishing. This is astonishing. We're not some third world country. We're not Africa. We're not North Korea. We're not Afghanistan. This is America. This is the United States of America. And never would I have thought that we would be at a point where moms can't buy food for their babies. But that's where we are, thanks to Joe Biden's leadership. And if you think that we can't blame this on the Biden administration, boy, are you wrong. It's Biden's FDA, Food and Drug Administration, that has completely botched the the handling of this Abbott facility that has been shut down for since February. So this this facility in Michigan, in Sturgis, Michigan, it shut down in February. Because listen to this, folks. There was a there were four reports, and I'm not diminishing the severity of this, but I am putting this in context. There were there were reports of four children out of the tens and hundreds of thousands that consumed this baby formula produced and made by Abbott Corporation. There were four children that had a bacterial infection supposedly, reportedly, but not confirmed, to have originated from this facility in Sturgis, Michigan. Four, not 400, not 4,000, not 400,000, four children. And so the FDA responds, and, 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 and the Abbott Corporation, they shut down the entire facility going on February, March, April, May, going on four months now. Not four days, not four weeks, four months. This facility has been closed. And every time the FDA is asked about it, they keep, well, we're working on it. We're working. Well, how long does it take to reopen the facility? And so this is this the closing of this plant is not the sole problem going on with the shortage of baby formula, but it is a key driver. No doubt, it is a key driver because this this facility puts out a large portion of America's supply. And let's listen to a mother here on Fox News. Let's listen to clip one. This is a mom talking about the the baby formula shortage. Let's listen. 
A co-worker of mine here at Fox was telling me this morning that her mom down in Florida is looking for her formula. They've gone to three different drug stores. Her sister in Georgia yeah. looked in her stores, could not find any of this formula. They found some uh, at Costco in Texas and they had it shipped and they could afford to buy those six bottles, yeah. but a lot of people can't afford it. Why aren't we hearing more from the administration? I think that that's why I wanted to come today. I have been alarmed by the lack of coverage. I've seen a couple of articles here or there, but really it seems like this issue is flying under the radar. And I'm in a position where we have an incredible support system. We were able to stock up to get us through the next few months just through ordering. We're not the people out there clearing shelves, making it worse, but we were able to be okay for a little bit. But other than social media and parents talking to parents, I feel like this word really isn't getting out that there is a formula shortage. Really, that's my question. Why is there not more attention being brought to this issue? There are parents out there Googling how to make homemade formula and looking at animal milks mm. and goats and all of this stuff, and that's just really unsafe. And I feel that we're on the verge of a public health crisis if this isn't fixed. Well, that's a mother there talking about the issues she's having and her friend finding a formula. And this is going on with people I know, with people all across the country. And what the FDA has failed to do is adequately explain why the Sturgis, Michigan plant needed to be shut down for four months. They haven't provided any information of substance that justifies shutting down the entire plant, not a section of the plant, not one line shutting down the entire facility for four months. It's as if they're like rebuilding the facility. What's going on here? And the FDA is doing a terrible job explaining it. And so people don't know what's going on. And uh, also on, on the number that justified the shutdown, there are tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, but let's just play this conservative for the sake of discussion. There are tens of thousands of deaths as a result of these COVID-19 shots. And where is the FDA shutting that operation down? So we got, we got four kids out of hundreds of thousands that use this formula Four get sick, two pass away, which is terrible, and they shut down an entire operation plant. Tens of thousands die because of an adverse reaction to the COVID-19 shots, also approved by the FDA, also overseen by the FDA, also licensed by the FDA, and it's business as usual. It's just part of vaccines, you know, that some people respond bad to them. It's just part of the process, they say. No reason to panic. This is all normal. Why aren't we shutting the vaccine program down that's not actually performing as a vaccine? Well, we can't do that. we got to save lives. So what about the babies? What about the babies? So, no, we can't keep a plant shut down for four months and not explain why the plant is being shut down so long. So this is all on the Biden administration. It's all on the FDA, and it's absolutely absurd. And now babies are going hungry around America, and that's not an exaggeration, because the Biden administration has people 
running agencies that either don't know what they're doing or they have ill intentions. I don't know which of the two because I can't read their heart. I can't read their mind. But either they're dumb and they don't know what they're doing, they're incompetent, or they have ill motives. They had bad motives, bad intentions, and that's driving them to keep plants that feed, help produce baby formula shut down. One of the two. One of the two. It's got to be one of the two. It can't be any other thing. So we'll find out in due time, hopefully. But this is absolutely embarrassing for our country uh, to not be able to feed our own babies. Uh, meanwhile, we're sending pallets of baby formula down to the border to feed illegal immigrants and their children, or to feed the children of illegal immigrants. Uh, this is a reported from Representative Kat Kamek out of Florida. She's a Republican. She posted a video this uh, yesterday, actually, and she said this, quote, they are sending pallets, pallets of baby formula to the border. Meanwhile, in our own district at home, talking about in Florida, we cannot find baby formula. She went on to post pictures to social media of empty store shelves in Florida next to the pallets of food being sent to the border, saying in the video that a concerned Border Patrol agent sent her the image. So we're feeding other people's babies, but we can't feed our own. What kind of message does that send to our country? And these are the people that are, they're big-hearted. Apparently, they tell us they're big-hearted. They care about people. They care about our society. Oh, they care about our planet, but we can't feed our babies? Meanwhile, we send $40 billion to Ukraine. Yep, $40 billion to Ukraine. And we'll talk more about that after the break. But this is this Biden administration, it's, it's not just that they don't know what they're doing. That's giving them way too much credit. The, the, these are intentional decisions that lead to the destruction of a society. You can't explain it any other way. These are intentional decisions decisions being made by people in charge under the Biden administration with a Democrat run Congress. They're making intentional decisions that is that is leading to that are leading to the destruction of American society and babies going hungry in our country. But we've got plenty of money for Ukraine. We can take as many Afghanistan migrants as as needed, tens of thousands, that's fine. If you want to come across the southern border, we'll feed your baby there if you're illegal. But our own American citizens, our own babies, we're letting go hungry. That's the message Biden is sending to our country. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. Two women at the Edna Mahan Women's Correctional Facility in Clinton, New Jersey, were reportedly impregnated by a male inmate who was admitted into the women's prison after identifying himself as a woman. Since 2019, the women's prison has been admitting male inmates who claim to be women, and it now houses 27 men under the banner of transgenderism. Women inmates have complained that they feel threatened and have been harassed by the male prisoners. And by the way, the male prisoners identifying themselves as women are not required to undergo sex reassignment surgery prior to being admitted into the women's prison. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association.
This is Raising God the Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. Studies show adding small new behaviors to existing ones make way for big habitual changes. For example, if your family watches TV nightly, but each of you struggle to carve out time to read scripture, consider keeping a daily verse resource on the TV stand. Before grabbing the remote each night, ask someone in your family to read aloud. Even just the small change of reading a single verse together is a step in the right direction. You may find your family wants to talk further about the meaning of the verse or even ask questions expanding the conversation. Give your girl the opportunity to create spiritual habits together as a family. You'll be surprised how your routine can be transformed. We are all called to raise up the next generation of Christian leaders. Learn more about empowering girls at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. We live in a day when America's families are under attack like never before. Buddy Smith, Senior Vice President of the American Family Association. The war against biblical principles rages on numerous fronts. The internet, Hollywood, Washington, D.C., America's corporate boardrooms, and the list goes on. At American Family Association, we're committed to standing against the enemies of God, the enemies of your family, And we recognize it's an impossible task without God's favor and your partnership. Thank you for being faithful to pray for this ministry, to give financially, and to respond to our calls for activism. What you do on the home front is crucial to what we do on the battlefront. We praise God for your faithfulness. And may He give us many victories in the battles ahead as we work together to restore our nation's biblical foundations. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to the Core here on American Family Radio. Glad to have you back with us on the show today. Well, back to what we were talking about. We're talking about this shortage in baby formula, which never thought I'd say on the radio, this shortage in baby formula, in part because the FDA has shut down, going on four months now, a plant in Sturgis, Michigan, with no plans to reopen it. And uh, the plant operator, Abbott Corporation, says that when they do reopen it, which is supposed to happen soon, but who knows with this administration, that it'll take 10 weeks for the inventory to hit shelves. So if you cut the facility on today, in 10 weeks you'll see baby formula on uh, the shelves of stores around the country. But there needs to be a full investigation by Congress and uh, uh, legal authorities and uh, law enforcement on why the FDA kept the plant shut down for four months. Why the FDA kept the plant shut down. Why Abbott Corporation also, they voluntarily shut it down to begin with or did the recall. But why has it been shut down for four months? We need to know the answer to that. It's a should be a very simple answer. You come out, you do a press conference, you explain what happened, how this all began, what the FDA uncovered at the facility, and why it needed to be shut down for four months. That's easy. It's simple. It just takes the truth. But I don't know if the FDA wants to do that. But speaking uh, earlier on the $40 billion that our Congress has authorized for Ukraine, by the way, Republicans, dozens of them, voted for this package billion to go to Ukraine. Meanwhile, we can't feed our own babies. But let's send Ukraine more money. 
By the way, I looked up the numbers the other day, and we are spending more on the war in Ukraine than we spent in uh, the first year of the war in Afghanistan and Iraq. Yep, we're spending more in Ukraine in the first year of a war, and we're only a few months in, than we did in the first year of war in Iraq and Afghanistan. And those wars that we actually had troops on on the ground, by the way, we actually had boots on the ground, we had equipment on the ground, we had infrastructure on the ground, so cost were justified because you could see where the money's going. But with this, we supposedly don't have any American boots on the ground in Ukraine, but we're sending them $40 billion. $40 billion. We're just a couple months into this conflict, and we've already spent more in the first year than Afghanistan and Iraq. Which those wars, as you know, ended up lasting well over a decade. Some of them, the, the war in Afghanistan lasted two decades. And we spent over $2 trillion together in both of those wars. So, just comparing apples to apples here, seeing where this thing in Ukraine is going to go, it could, it could be that we're going to spend a couple trillion in Ukraine. Oh, Walker, that'll never happen. How could you spend a trillion dollars in Ukraine? Well, we've already spent like $100 billion in two months. So you do the math there. You do the math there. At the end of the Biden administration, we could have spent $500 billion in Ukraine. Easily. Now, where's all the money going? Well, that's a really good question. That's a really good question. Congress throws out these terms. And by the way, this is on the R's and the D's. And I've got a clip of McConnell touting this bipartisan package to Ukraine. I saw a Republican on, it was, uh, it was Kennedy from Louisiana, Senator Kennedy. He was on Fox News last night saying, uh, the, only money, the only money over budget we should be spending is to support Ukraine. We should balance the budget everywhere else. What? No, let's just stop printing money altogether. How about that? But if you don't believe me, let's listen to the great Mitch McConnell, senator from Kentucky. Let's listen to clip five. So there it is. It's not really. About I know that there's an outrage well. right now, I guess. Uh, clip five, money, money laundering uniparty. President's position. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Um, I think we all agree the most important thing going on in the world right now is the war in Ukraine. I had a chance to call the president last week and request that the Ukraine package move oh. by itself and quickly. Uh, he uh, said, let me think it over. He called back in about 15 minutes and agreed that we need to do this uh, Ukraine only and quickly. I think we're on the path to getting that done. Discussions are underway between the House and Senate appropriators on the crafting of the package. It needs to be clean of extraneous matters directly related to helping the Ukrainians uh, win the war. This is, folks, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you what this is. And, and due time will prove this, but just hear me out. Due time will prove this. Due time will prove this. This is a massive money laundering scheme. This is what's going on between the U.S. and Ukraine is a massive money laundering scheme. Well, how can you say that? 
Well, I can say that because Ukraine is already, they were already historically corrupt. On, on a scale, they were one of the most corrupt developed nations in the world before this war. Well, what's changed now? Well, nothing's changed. The same people are in charge at Ukraine. Zelensky. They're one of the most corrupt nations in the world, and we're sending them billions. And you think, with the way that the pay-to-play goes in Washington, D.C., you think that $40 billion is not going to make its way back to Washington, D.C.? Who are you kidding? This is what they do in Washington. It's what they do with the corporations. It's what they do with the, the, the massive political apparatuses. It's what they do with the states. It's what they do with other countries. We'll send you $40 billion, Just make sure you donate to my campaign. This is how Washington, D.C. works. It's no surprise. Ask people that are familiar with the D.C. circles. They will tell you the same thing. As a matter of fact, I heard someone once say, who's a congressman, he said, the first thing you do when you get to Washington is you hire a political broker. You hire a representative, basically a, uh, a broker between you and all the corporations and all the special interests, and this one person, whoever you hire, he's basically your agent. He'll cut all the deals for you, and he'll sell your influence, and you'll make millions. Like, it's, it's a standard operating procedure, SOP, standard operating procedure in Washington, D.C., is when you get elected to Congress, the thing you do on day one, you don't go and tour your office, you don't go and see who you need to work with to advance the values of your district. No, you hire an agent. They contact the special interest groups, the lobbyists, and you figure out how you're going to make millions, how it's going to funnel back to your family so that you can do good, on the, on the power that has been given to you by the people of your district. And so with that as the standard operating procedure in Washington, you think $40 billion is going to go to Ukraine and $0 are going to come back to Washington, D.C.? No, that's not going to happen. And the only way to find out how much money is coming back to Washington is to run investigations, uh, or you just check the uh, campaign filings. You'll see. Check the campaign filings, see if there's any... Foreign nationals that are donating to campaigns, foreign nationals, I don't know, from Ukraine, donating to campaigns. Um, and so that's what's, I guarantee you, that's what's going on, at least in part, at least in part. But with $40 billion, you know, there's a lot of, lot of room there to wiggle. And by the way, I don't know, they haven't told us yet what you can spend $40 billion on. I, I don't even, I can't even tell you how to spend $40 billion. Not in Ukraine, because you, you can't buy enough planes. You can't even get enough warplanes for $40 billion. Why? Because we're having supply chain issues. Well, we're, they're going to buy food for the people. Well, no, because we can't even feed American babies. Where are you going to buy the food from? Well, uh, we'll buy... Um, we'll buy computers for Ukrainians. Well, there's no semiconductor chips. The same one that runs the cars... Is the same chips that run the computers? Is the same chips that run the phones? So where they're going to spend forty billion dollars? Nobody knows. And this brings up the larger issue of just printing money after printing money after printing money. Is you can print as much money as you want, but that doesn't mean you have somewhere to spend it. 
you know, everybody's been talking, well, if you, if you, instead of spending 40 billion, you know, to, uh, to Ukraine, then just give every, every American X amount of dollars. Well, okay, if we did that, where are we going to spend it? Because if you go try to order a dishwasher right now, you're going to be on the waiting list for 12 months. If you go to try to go out and eat in a restaurant, well, you actually can do that because people aren't wanting to spend 15 bucks for an inflation burger brought to you by Joe Biden. But seriously, you, you, at some point, the, the, the supply chain cannot keep up with the amount of money that is being artificially printed and inserted into our economy. So where is Ukraine going to spend $40 billion? I have no idea, but maybe we'll know in due time. Or maybe this will be like other slush funds that Congress has set up where the money just sits around for years. You know, we look down five years down the road and Ukraine's still holding on to $15 billion that they never spent that was authorized from years upon years upon years ago. But the end point of this all is that we don't need to be spending $40 billion on Ukraine. We don't need to be sending $40 billion to Ukraine. Ukraine is corrupt, and we don't know where the money is going. By the way, our country has its own issues, and they are major. So we don't need to be sending $40 billion to Ukraine when our babies in America can't eat. When our babies in America can't eat. So that's the lesson on that. Moving on to a few other topics I want to mention. This one's a this one's a dinger. This is Biden speaking uh, the other day. He was speaking. I think this was in Illinois, but he was uh, speaking, and he admitted that he used to eat lunch with segregationists. I mean, this is this is astonishing, and the media hardly covered it. Let's listen to clip two. We always used to fight, and uh, even back in the old days when we had real segregationists like Eastland and Thurman and all those guys. But at least we end up eating lunch together. Things have changed. we got to bring it back. And Rob, I'm sorry you're leaving because you're one of the good guys. I don't mean, I mean because the way you treat other senators, the way you treat everybody. I appreciate it. Well, there you have it. And if you missed it, well, we're going to play it again. This is Biden admitting that he used to eat lunch with the segregationists. Let's listen. We always used to fight... And uh, even back in the old days when we had real segregationists like Eastland and Thurman and all those guys. But at least we end up eating lunch together. Things have changed. we got to bring it back. And Rob, I'm sorry you're leaving because you're one of the good guys. I don't mean, I mean because the way you treat other senators, the way you treat everybody. I appreciate it. Well, he says about eating with a segregationist, we got to bring it back. Got to bring back the good old days of eating with the KKK. <laughs> that's Joe Biden. That's our president. That's the uniter in chief. And we're the bad guys. You know, those Christians out there, they're the bad guys. And they should be deplatformed. They should be canceled. We should picket and protest in front of their homes. They should hold no place in American society. As a matter of fact, no Christians should be able to run for public office. This is what they're doing. They're going after Marjorie Taylor Greene. They're going after others trying to disqualify them for running for office. And so Biden is okay with canceling half of America. He rants and raves against half of America and how mean and racist and bigoted we are. Meanwhile, at a speech, he talks about eating with the KKK. Yeah, we used to eat with the segregationists. You know, we used to be buds. We might have disagreed on the Senate floor, 
You know, but those segregationists, they're really not bad people. But if you're a MAGA supporter, if you're an America First supporter, you're terrible. You're deplorable. You should have nothing to do with American society. You're disqualified. You're canceled. You're deplatformed. This is absolutely astonishing. Moving on to another topic, speaking on the attack on Christianity, Tucker Carlson actually called this out the other night, and this is the context here is the Supreme Court, the leak of the uh, reported uh, Roe v. Wade draft opinion. Uh, let's listen to Tucker Carlson on this clip four. So there it is. It's not really about codifying Roe, abortions for people who, quote, need them safe, legal, and rare. It's about something much bigger than that. It's about displacing God as the great decider. Democrats now reserve the right to rewrite biology, which is to say, dominion over nature. Now they're in charge. So again, this isn't just about intimidating Supreme Court justices, five of them, into changing their views on Roe v. Wade. It's about attacking Christianity, because Christianity stands in their way. There you have it. Tucker Carlson calling it out for what it is. Christianity. This is about attacking Christianity because Christianity stands in their way, and he's exactly right. And he's exactly right. That's why that's why Elizabeth Warren was freaking out the other day that how dare the Supreme Court and how dare conservatives and Christians put promote justices and judges that are going to overturn Roe v. Wade. Well, that's what we've been doing for decades, trying to overturn this terrible decision in our country. And there's actually signs that we're making headway in this draft opinion is hopeful. It's optimistic. And it's not the final opinion, but it is a draft opinion. And uh, it could stand. And if so, it would it would severely undermine Roe v. Wade and allow states to outlaw abortion and save babies. And that's a good thing. And we should promote that. And we should be joyful over that. And we should continue fighting to make sure every baby in this country has a chance at life. Hey, we're going to take calls last segment, 888-589-8840-888-589-8840-888-589-8840 is the number to call in to the core. We'll be glad to take your questions, comments on the topics we've discussed on the show. You're listening to AFA at the core on AFR. We'll be back in just a few minutes. battle is raging in America for the plight of the unborn. Now is the time to pray and to get involved. Do not miss the new award-winning movie, The Matter of Life. The Matter of Life has been hailed as the best film ever produced concerning the unborn and can be seen for two nights only in a theater near you. Visit FathomEvents.com now to reserve your tickets for May 16th or May 17th. That's FathomEvents.com, F-A-T-H-O-M, Events.com. It's a matter of life. When you hear this, this is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective. Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience. If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net and sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net.
You ever make a change and then think, why didn't I do this years ago? Well, that's how people feel about switching to MediShare for their health care, especially now with inflation the way it is. People are very happy with the savings. Most families save about $500 a month when they switch. It's a huge help when prices are going up so fast in so many other areas. And MediShare's customer satisfaction rate is double that of health insurance. It's just a different experience, and people really like that. MediShare is an alternative to health insurance. It's a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills, and it's been going strong for over 25 years. It really is the gold standard, the most trusted name in health care sharing. Find out why people love it. Find out why they rave about the customer service and find out how good it feels to save some money right now. They're super easy to talk to. Here's the number. 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE. 833-44-BIBLE. The American Family Association presents the Marriage Family Life Conference 2022, along with a youth apologetics track. The Marriage Family Life Conference does not exclude children on purpose. It's, it's built, built in. in. We want families to come. And the thing is, if you look at what people who hate God are doing, they are going After. through great lengths to indoctrinate our children. Yes, And so that's this right. is a, a chance to be on offense. They're going to be equipped. You know, at the same time you're being equipped, we care about what's happening with our children. Please join us for this year's conference, July 7th of the 9th at the Bancourt South Arena in Tupelo, Mississippi. Register now at marriagefamilylife.net. Better hurry, though. Registration ends on May 15th. We're just looking for ways to help equip families for what's going on. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to the Core here on American Family Radio. Glad to have you with us today on the show. Hey, if you want to call in, we'll be glad to chat with you, take your calls, your questions, your comments. 888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840 is the number to call in to the Core. By the way, uh, I mentioned this at the top of the show, but if you want to download the American Family Radio app, you can do so. Just go to your app store, type in AFR, or type in American Family Radio, and download the American Family Radio app there. You can also listen live on the website, AFR.net, and subscribe to the Core Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. You can do so wherever you listen to podcasts. 888-589-8840 is the number to call in, 888 888- Five eight nine eight eight four zero is the number to call in. We'll go to Jim in the state of Arkansas. Hey, Jim, welcome to the court. Yeah, thanks for everything you're doing, and I want you to know I was uh, I contributed during your shareathon. I think you guys are great. Oh, thank you, Jim. Appreciate um, that, brother. Absolutely. Um, it kind of begs the question: this Ukrainian thing. It's like, first of all, I believe it's a diversion. Hey, look over here. Look at the shiny thing over here. And the bigger question is, what goods does Ukraine have on the Bidens? Hmm. I mean, can you say blackmail? Yeah. I mean, they, uh, what, what do they know about the Bidens that, they, that the Bidens don't want everyone else to know about? Yeah, very good and point. And that's what I think, <laughs> cop up the money or else. Sure. Yeah. Are, are the Bidens yeah. being blackmailed by Ukraine? 
uh, and by Zelensky and his crew. Very good question, Jim. And uh, there, there's a history there. There's a history there between the Bidens and the Ukrainian government and the gas companies, Burisma. Does that sound familiar? Uh, this story came up during the 2020 election, but the mainstream media and the big tech corporations put the kibosh on it. And that was one of the main things that came from the laptop is the Hunter Biden business deals in Ukraine. So does the Ukrainian government have something on the Biden family, some kind of blackmail um, that is causing uh, the Biden administration to bend over backwards and to scramble to send billions to Ukraine? Billions. And let, let's remember, all right, we've already sent billions to Ukraine. All right, so this is not a, hey, we don't need to help anybody who's not American no, that, that's, that's a false comparison. That's a straw man. We've already sent billions to Ukraine. And the majority of people supported sending some type of support to Ukraine initially. All right, but we've already sent billions. Our own economy and our own country is in shambles, and we're still sending billions to Ukraine. But we can't feed American babies? No, no more money to Ukraine. Point. Blank, no more money to Ukraine. Uh, another Arkansas call, David from Arkansas. Hey, David, welcome to the court. Hey, Walker, thanks for taking my uh, I didn't know if you were aware of it or not, but there's been 11 other food plants in the United States burn up mm-hmm. just recently. Uh, California, Oregon, Indiana, Texas, New Hampshire, uh, Alabama, Arkansas. I mean, this is all food plants that is just kind of funny, mysteriously burned up in the last couple of months. Yeah, no, you're you're right. I have been paying attention to that, and uh, it's it's uh, astonishing the number of of food plants that have either burned down or had a plane fly into them recently. And you said eleven. I think it's actually more than that by now. But over about a two month period. Uh, you had mysterious fires at plants. Uh, you had, I know for sure, you had two food production facilities that had airplanes fly into them. How often do you hear about an airplane, two, in like a matter of a couple of weeks, flying directly into a, a, a food processing facility? So who knows what's going on there? Um, you know, is this some kind of sabotage mission? Let's disrupt the food supply chain. Let's destroy these facilities and cause social unrest? I don't know. Uh, but I wouldn't put anything behind some people because um, they've uh, they've surprised me before, uh, to put it that way. So interesting point there, David. But, yes, I have been uh, been paying attention to that, and uh, we'll continue following that story. Uh, Donnie in uh, Louisiana. Hey, Donnie, welcome to the court. Hey, Walker, how are you doing? Doing well. Glad to have you on the show today. Thank you very much. Um, I just wanted to say, I mean, you can see Satan's hand written all over this mm. with the baby food shortage. I mean, if if you can't get the abortion thing the way you want it, you're going to try other ways. Mm. I feel terrible for these mamas. I mean, what on earth? You're right. You know, I just, I, yeah. It's just sickening. You know, it's, it's, I anyway. know. It, it's very sickening. And to your point, Donnie, uh, these, this is the same crowd. The ones in charge are the same crowd that are, they're okay with killing babies. And so if you're okay with killing babies in the womb, some of the most vulnerable and innocent among us, 
then then why is it beyond them to do other things? Why is it beyond them to do other things? And I think it's not. I mean, the, the, the killing babies is one of the most evil things you can do. Uh, so we don't need to be naive to think that these the same crew, the same crowd, would not do other things. Would not do other things <clears throat> for sure. But uh, we got we got to figure out what's going on here. I don't know how we do that other than investigations and having uh, reporters, investigative reporters, uh, on the ground investigating this stuff, which we do. Uh, and we'll continue to cover it here on the core for sure. Um, let's see. We'll go down to Texas. By the way, if you want to call into the core, you can do so. 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. We'll go to uh, Donna in the state of Texas. Donna, welcome to the core. Hey, Donna, are you there? Donna in Texas. One last shot. Are you there? All right, we'll move on. Um, by the way, the I, I did hear an important fact this morning. Um, I think it was on American Family Radio, but it was. It was on Sandy's show. Fred Jackson was hosting this morning. But, you know, the, the Biden talking point now is that this is Putin's price hike and that Putin is responsible for the food shortages. That's the narrative. But uh, someone made an interesting point this morning that the harvesting season in Ukraine hasn't occurred yet. So these supposed wheat crops that we're missing out on in America because Putin decided to invade Ukraine, they planted those like right before the war started, and they haven't harvested them yet. So when it comes to the wheat market, um, we, we've hardly been affected by what's going on in Ukraine yet. Now, in a year from now, would it be affected? Probably. Uh, but it hasn't, hasn't come to pass yet. So the whole narrative about this is Putin's price hike and Putin's responsible for the food shortages that's just a straight-up political talking point and a straight-up lie. Uh, we'll go to Mary in Texas. Hey, Mary, welcome to the court. Yes, hi. How are you? Hey, doing well, Mary. Um, I, I don't know if anybody's mentioned it. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to take you off the um, But there are properties in Ukraine that are owned by the Bidens. There's also... Pelosi's son and Hunter Biden and Kerry's step John Kerry's stepson that are on boards of businesses and organizations in in Ukraine, mm-hmm. and some of the property that uh, that that uh, Joe Biden owns is near those tunnels that have been emptied of sex trafficking. So there is reason to be sending money over to there so that. They can help themselves while their sons are on their boards mm-hmm. of different organizations over there. Yeah, good point, Mary. And I think I mentioned this a month or two ago. But is this, you know, is is Ukraine this this basically holding country where, you know, all the corrupt politicians in the world funnel all their money through, and it's sheltered there, it's protected there um, uh, under under the Ukrainian government, possibly. And is that why? All the globalists are absolutely losing their mind that how dare Putin go into Ukraine and disrupt our massive Ponzi scheme and our massive money laundering scheme that we have going on there. Who knows? Who knows? But that would explain the passion. I mean, I've never seen American politicians so passionate about defending a corrupt nation in a land far, far away uh, in Ukraine. But the passion is there. Pelosi flew over there the other day. Jill Biden, the first lady, flew over there the other day, and I'm thinking, 
if this is a war zone, how are they flying into Ukraine having dinners with Zelensky? So apparently this is not too pressing. Zelensky's got time in his fight against Putin. He's got time to go to dinner with Pelosi and to go to dinner with uh, Jill Biden. So what's going on there? Who really knows? But I definitely do not trust the folks in charge of this country. Uh, moving to Pam in the state of Texas. Pam, welcome to the court. Oh, thank you. Love listening to your program while I work from home. Uh, my thing is, since we cannot count on our government, we can't count on law enforcement, the only one that we can count on is God. And I feel like every Christian should start waking up and reading Psalms 91 every day, either once a day or multiple times during the day, because that's the only way we're going to defeat this evil, is mm. with God. Mm. Amen. Amen, Pam. Thank you so much for calling in. And this is, to Pam's point, uh, this is clearly a spiritual battle. This is clearly a battle in the spiritual realm over the heart, over the soul of our nation. And uh, Psalm 91 is an excellent, excellent tool as Christians are engaging in spiritual warfare. And Christians should be engaged and be salt and light wherever they are, both in the physical and the spiritual realm. And so we don't just need to read Psalm 91 and then go on about our day and do nothing else to be salt and light. We need to read Psalm 91. Then we need to leave our home and be salt and light in our workplace, salt and light wherever we are. If we serve in government, we need to be salt and light. We need to stand for godly values. And Psalm 91 needs to help uh, be used to help defend and protect uh, Christians in this spiritual fight. So good point there, Pam. Psalm 91 is a very, very encouraging part of Scripture uh, as we engage in this clear spiritual battle in America. Well, this is AFA at the Core. I'm Walker Wildman. Thank you folks for joining us on the show today. Um, a couple other stories I want to mention before we wrap up today. Uh, I've got this uh, clip from Jen Psaki. This is from the White House. You know, uh, we've had these protests outside of Supreme Court justices' home. Samuel Alito's been moved to an undisclosed location, according to news reports. Um, and this is all clearly illegal, according to the text of federal statute. It says it's illegal to protest, to picket outside of a justice's or a federal judge's home. But this is what they're doing. This is what they're doing. But but the attorney general and other authorities are not investigating. They're not looking into this. They're not doing anything about it. Why? Because they probably agree. Well, they do agree with the politics and the ideology of the folks that are picketing and the folks that are protesting and the people that are threatening the Supreme Court justices. Well, I sure didn't think I would hear this. This is Jen Psaki not saying, you know, we support the right for people to speak and have their voice heard and protest. She says they need to keep protesting at the homes of Supreme Court justices. Clip six. I know that there's an outrage right now, I guess, about uh, protests that have been peaceful to date. And we certainly continue to encourage that outside of judges' homes. And that's the president's position. Keep protesting outside of judges' homes against federal law. You will be fine. Don't worry. Merrick Garland wouldn't dare come after you, says uh, Jen Psaki. Can you imagine? Can you imagine a Trump White House press secretary, Kaylee McEnany, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, encouraging Trump supporters to protest outside of the homes of Supreme Court justices? The White House press briefing room would explode. 
The media would swarm. The scandal would begin. We must impeach him now. The firestorm would never end. But here we have Jen Psaki, and she says, yeah, sure, keep going. Keep protesting. Keep picketing. Keep threatening Supreme Court justices. No problem here. Whatever we got to do to get our agenda through. That's the message from Jen Psaki. But this is how you know that they're losing ground. The God-haters are losing ground on a grassroots scale, and that's why they are screaming and throwing a fit and picketing outside of the homes of Supreme Court justices. Because if the draft opinion that Alito wrote holds firm, gets a majority of votes from Supreme Court, that undermines and completely overturns Roe versus Wade, which means that babies are saved. And abortion is the major golden calf of the left. They, they apparently love killing babies. All of their energy is focused on ensuring that people can still kill babies and get away with it. Well, this Supreme Court draft opinion, if it holds will allow states to protect the life of the unborn, which will mean that tens of thousands and eventually millions of babies in this country get to live and get to have life just like you and I have. That's what this is about. This is a spiritual battle, and we must continue to be diligent as believers. We must continue to be salt and light. We must continue to promote good. And, and be obedient to God's word, to God's will in our life, continue to be salt and light. In this country, we're called to occupy until Jesus returns. Let's don't hide. Let's don't be shy. Let's have courage. Let's fight for what God believes in. AFA at the core. See you next time. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.